Yo, yo, yo. Good evening. What's happening, man? How you doing? Welcome, Welcome to, to Sunday night service. It's, it's that time again. We are here. We are uh, live and in effect. We are tired. I'm my eyes look baggy. We are tired. We are I'm, tired. We don't. We don't have the full. Uh, how would you say? We, we 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 haven't had the full day's rest that pastors. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't had that. But it's all good because we're here. We're here for you. We, we love you so much. We're here for you. That we're we not... will lessen our sleep to come and speak to you. We're making a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. Am I getting paid for this? Make a sacrifice? Yeah, we 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 waiting for Mike to give us our W sevens or whatever <laughs> we get. It. How y'all doing tonight out there? This is all under the table. What's going on in religiously correct world? Would I you do you us a favor, like in. Tag, share, comment. I'm sorry. Put it on your, uh, put it on your, all your social media platforms. Please do, please do. What's going on, Lady Dela Cruz? Tap in, tap in. All y'all can't be watching the game. We're so faithful. We're, we're, we're we're taking a break from the game. We need to take a break from these games, these garbage games. Pittsburgh or Cleveland ain't in them, so they both in the basement somewhere. It was like some of the best football last week. They said it was like the best weekend in the history of playoff football. Absolutely. I'm not hating. I mean, I'm not hating, even though none of my teams are in it. Are, are you, like, excited for the Bengals just because it's I, Ohio? I really am. I you really are? am. I'm excited for the Bengals. I was just saying somebody ought to do the icky shuffle. I want to see Icky um, Woods be out there and <laughs> flip the coin or something. He, I mean, I, is, I, he, is he out of, like, selling vacuum cleaners? Is he one of the guys at the car dealership? <laughs> and he, he one of those guys that come over your house just inside joke between me and Todd. One of those guys come over your house and sell you a cleaner and don't leave till 11 o'clock at night and then ask you to go in your bedroom. The four hour, the four hour vacuum cleaner. You come in your bedroom and lift back the sheets so he can show you how it works on the Jeff bed. And I had the most traumatic experience with the demonic vacuum cleaner salesman who visited all of our homes. And, and Pastor Taylor, my kid, you not. We found out he joined our church just to sell us vacuum just cleaners. The things we go through, we we oh. were like, yo, I think I think he joined. Hey, but he was he was at my house, and then you know, he went to Todd's first. I then he came to my house, yeah, and then a dude didn't have a ride home. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's yeah, eleven. Yeah. I'm like, it's eleven o'clock at night. You had to give him and his vacuum a ride home. <laughs> I told me I'll lead a sweeper there just just for me listening to this. Lord have mercy, Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> you had to give him and the vacuum. You had to put the vacuum in the car seat. <laughs> Man, we had some days. We, we, this is oh why we God. have such a great show and uh, a chemistry, because the stuff that we have seen. We have seen and went In the words of Tony Brown, you can't make, can't this, stuff make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Well, it's only less than 48 hours until... Black History Month is upon us again. Yes, yes, yes. Wakanda forever. I'm excited. I am. Long, long live. Uh, what's the other place? It's Wakanda and uh, what's the other place? Zamunda. Oh, Zamunda. Like, long, long live Wakanda and Zamunda. The yes, only, yes. the only real fictional. Are there any other fictional African places we don't know about? It's just Wakanda and Zamunda are like the main. The pride. No, that wasn't African, though. That wasn't African. What? The Pride Lands? No, I'm talking about uh, in uh, was it the Lion, Lion King? King. Yeah, Lion King. I, I don't know. All we know is Black History Month is coming. And 
if we had a sub show, it would be brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace you yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Brace yourself for uh, celebrate Black History displays in Walmart and Target and five grams. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give him a shout out. Go get your go get your She's African. She's not paying for this spot. She's not paying for go this Go get spot. your African Greer. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing it for my wife. So. You're doing it for your wife. <laughs> for my wife. Yeah. So prepare, brace yourself for all the stores, the McDonald's black commercials. Yes. You know what? I don't even think McDonald's should do new black commercials. They should just bring back the one about Calvin getting the job at McDonald's. <laughs> they should just bring that one back. I, I think they should bring back the uh, Tyrese uh, Jones. The Sprite? The, when he was singing da, 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 da. Sprite or Coke? Oh, was, was that? When he was singing McDonald's. on the bus? Yeah. No, it, no, was, it, was, like, it was Coca-Cola. It was Coca-Cola. always Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're already in Target. Uh, <laughs> no, I, said, I, had to, I had the right <laughs> kid. I used my finger and everything. Yeah, that, <laughs> You know, like, oh, yeah. That's not it. That's not it. We need, we need, a, we need, we need a record that says that's not it. Every time he tries to sing a run, it's going to be that's not it. See, that's not it. We don't even know what that is, and it's not it. We don't, we don't even know what that's supposed to be. In. Okay. Brace yourself. Brace yourself for all the kente cloth and African garb you can find at church. It's coming. It is coming. Well, I, you know, I actually we made an announcement. It. I made an announcement. They too wear it. Yeah, I want y'all to on. wear it. I want y'all to wear it. I want y'all to wear it with pride. I want y'all to wear the. You know, I got some Black Lives Matter socks and everything. I'm wearing it all. I got Black Panther socks. That yeah, I, Black yeah, I got Black Panther socks. Oh, you yeah, went all advantage. out. Doc. Yeah, the Black Panther joints. You know, I, I wear it with my suits. Wear it with my suits. Roots and, is gonna be on at least three times. Yourself. Race Roots itself. is gonna be on at least three times. Y'all, you, you, color purple. Teach it, color purple. Kunta Kente. Yeah, that's not called Kunta Kente. Um, Shaka Zulu. Roots. That's called Roots. Roots. It's yeah, Roots. Cool. I'm just saying. You know. Yeah. They. I. Well, I was thinking Glory. Okay. Glory. 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 I love. I love. I love that. BET. Yes. 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 Yeah. And so Roots. And 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 if you choose to watch it, which I'm not so sure because maybe we are detached. From the, because they told me, I wasn't around. Uh-huh. They told me when Roots first dropped and they showed it, that there was like, even here in Warren, there were like fights in the schools. Was it? Yes. Wow. Because, I mean, people were just riled up over the slave scenes and this and that. Now, I'm sure somebody says something ignorant or whatever, whatever, you know, white kids and the black kids or whatever. And Roots cost some, we weren't around, but I mean, I, I've heard I mean, some of my more seasoned saints, you know, tap in and, and, and comment. Well, I mean, it riles me up every time I yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, I want to. When know. I watch, I tell you what, I, well, I wasn't around for Roots, but I was at the movie theater when, um, oh, I can't even think of the movie. What's the movie, Mike? I know you know, with Ice Cube and, and your boy, uh, the white. Boys in the Hood. Michael Port, Rackapore. Higher learner. Higher learning. Oh, Higher yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that, that, that. I mean, they opened up the door for me as I was leaving the. Uh, you talk about triggering. Oh, I was mad. That was I... triggering before tri- before there was a triggering. <laughs> but no, there was some, there was some movies and some images that before oh, yeah. they started calling this stuff being triggered, we we've been triggered. Oh, we've been triggered. We've been triggered. So brace yourself. Brace yourself for politicians. Oh yeah. Of the lighter persuasion. 
<laughs> trying to wear Kenta cloth. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> of all political stripes, making statements. I mean, you thought Martin Luther King Day was bad. Making yeah. statements, visiting churches. Because they get all, you know, Martin Luther King Day is a day. They get all month to make these commercials, yeah. to do the, to, to reach yeah. out to these uh, uh, radio stations, yeah. the schools, you know, have things as far as in school that, you know, you, they want your kids to bring in things. See, I was right. Roots caused a huge uproar. I was right. I, I, I listened to the old heads and no disrespect because you're not old at all. You're the, but, but, but I've listened to those stories and they said, man, it was, it was something. Oh yeah. I believe it. It, it, it was something. I believe you know, it. I believe it. Uh, brace yourself. I just feel what I was going to say when she made that comment. I don't know, but you know, they'll start bringing back a lot of, a lot of stuff will come up. I can guarantee you TikTok will probably show the, uh, the beating of, um, uh, what's the young, what's the, what's the young man's name? The first guy who actually got, uh, beat on camera um rodney king rodney king the rodney, rodney king, king. Rodney beating king. will come back up yeah. you know the rot the watts riots all those things and i mean you just have to brace yourself because it, it okay brace yourself for all the george washington carver historical facts you can brace yourself for an unending helping of george washington carver harriet tubman uh martin Luther king rosa parks and no other black people exist. <laughs> no other black people exist for the next 28 days. Race yourself. Yeah. For the Facebook theologians. Here it comes. Who have who don't know nothing about black history, but they're gonna they're gonna give you every black history fact that they can find on Google without searching them. Without searching without them. Searching without them. searching them. Without searching them. Uh-huh. They're coming. Brace yourself for the people who put you down for celebrating Black History Month. Because they're black 365 days a year. <laughs> and and it's a shame. It's a shame that y'all don't pay attention <laughs> to Black History Month until the white man tell you to. And he give you the shortest month of the year. The shortest and the coldest. <laughs> Brace yourself. Absolutely. Brace yourself for the woman who said, I don't need a man. Oh, Lord. I'm a black history. I'm black history by myself. I, I raised my kids I, I, all by myself. Wait. I got to give a shout out to Cousin Crystal. All my kings and queens. <laughs> brace yourself. I see Cousin Kim out there. Brace yourself for everybody being kings and queens until March 1st comes and we hate each other again. Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, brace yourself for black soap. <laughs> I can't. Which is a real I thing. got some. And to I our, got to some. Our, to our white viewers. Black soap I got is some. real. I got some. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Now it's going it's going to leave some marks on your tub. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not be able to clean your tub and your uh, sink out. But it smells good. But your face will be your face will be right though. So you know we love our Black history. We Absolutely. can't wait. We're gonna have some episodes. You know, brace yourself. Brace yourself for the pictures uh -oh. of the babies. Dressed up. In oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they the, the, the cute back. <laughs> there it is. Brace yourself for every Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> that that set the race back 200 years, by the way. Absolutely. And, and have the world's worst wig artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. brace yourself for all the Tyler Perry movies. Oh, yeah, why did I get married? Why did I get married to? Mm -hmm. Why are we still married? Brace my, yourself my for my one, two, mountain. three. 
Sheila going up that mountain to save her marriage. Hey, uh, Medea, I see has a Netflix show coming on next month. I'm, not, I'm, I'm boycotting it. Yeah, I'm gonna Medea on Medea. Medea. I'm tired of it. I thought he retired Medea. He was uh, supposed to have retired Medea. Hey, that Netflix check came, man. You Listen. can't, you can't, you can't retire Medea when that check show. I'm declaring jihad on Medea. <laughs> Can we cancel Medea? Can we cancel Medea? I'm tired. I'm tired. All right, y'all. Brace yourself for Black History Month. Do me a favor. I want you to like and share and tag somebody to join us right now because it is time for Meme of the Week. We're not going We're right there. Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. I'm waiting for somebody to ask if that's me and you dancing. <laughs> when church is over and you're trying to leave, but your mom keeps talking. The pain. The pain. The agony. The frustration. The suffering. Uh, the long suffering. They tell me that Jesus suffered on the cross, <laughs> but nobody <laughs> suffers like a child who wants to go home and their parents won't stop talking. Mom, the Holy Spirit left. Why are the we Holy still Spirit, here? The Holy Spirit already drove home. <laughs> Jesus and his disciples are at Red Lobster right now. Look at that face. I am so he's, hungry. He's hungry. hungry. <laughs> he says, I kept this suit on all day with the clip on tie. I somehow kept my shirt tucked in. Only one part of my collar is flipped up against my chin. I should get credit for this, but instead, I have to stay a full 45 minutes. You know why this hits home with me? Because I was once that child, mm -hmm. and I am now, now that the, parent. Now the parent, yes, absolutely. I am now that parent, absolutely. and I don't even apologize. Matter of fact, I was so bad that I made Ethan and Elias wait for us to get done talking today at uh, Second Baptist for about a good 40 minutes and then made them go to a whole nother church with me and sit there <laughs> while I visited somebody else's church. Hey, and then what do you tell them? What do you tell them when they come up to you? Grown folks are talking. Grown folks grown, are talking. Grown folks talking. Stay out of our Just business. Go over there and sit down somewhere. We gossiping over here. <laughs> Y'all get on out of here while we, while we while talk about gossiping. your Sunday school teacher. <laughs> Yeah, every child who is ever raised in church. But you PK know what? kids, PK kids for real. You know what? It teaches you patience. It does. It, PK it, kids and deacons kids, because deacons have to stay around to the they end. They have to stay around to the end. To too. the very well, end. Some of them do. Well. <laughs> hey, and you got them one deacons who just be turning off the lights. They be like, look. Yeah, yeah. Flicked up. You, 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 got, you ain't got to go home. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. The Lord has left the building, and I am too. <laughs> yeah, so we, we empathize with all the children, but I only empathize to a degree uh, because I've been there. And, you know, I am one of those sadistic people that says if I had to suffer with this, you, you, you got to suffer with it. You do too. I can't, I can't say because my wife be gone. My wife, oh, yeah, she my wife takes kids and she'll she text you later. Right. She's like, I'll she text you. She, she texts her gossip. She be she be at the uh, she be at she's the restaurant. She's a virtual gossiper. <laughs> she be at the restaurant. I'm I haven't even I haven't got this. She got the food already. Yeah, yeah. She's taking the check. Your stuff is in a bag. <laughs> she had to stay in the church she all day. Stay in the church all day. <laughs> 
Well, today's uh, episode is going to be very special. But before we get into the subject, before matter, before we get into the oh, subject, matter, let's just let's just shout out Sister Charlene. Charlene, thank you for sending thank us that meme. Thank you so meme. much. She sent that meme, and if you have a meme, send it to religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we want to hear from your memes. Now, here are the rules: they can be funny, they can be clever, but they can't be vulgar. Are we trying to do vulgar yet? No, no, no we're not trying to do vulgar. And 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 they can't just be mean spirited or pick on like a particular, especially like somebody we know. We're not right, 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 right. You know, unless Mike don't like somebody, just go ahead and send them, and then I'll filter them. We'll, we'll filter them. Because <laughs> some of them might be pretty good. They might be good. They might be good. And if we don't, if we don't find them suitable for the show, we'll just find a way to leak them out through somebody else's page. <laughs> Truth be told, I've done that before. There's stuff I can't share on my page. Right, right. So we, just, we, we all have fake pages we share stuff yeah, I, I just send it to my cousin friends. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I can't put this out, but uh, go ahead. So we want to thank our sponsors, and uh, we want to welcome sponsors to be a part of the show. Please. And check out, you know, how we highlight our sponsors, because we're very proud of the Phillips Care family of businesses who are uh, offering their services and cleaning, residential and commercial services Floor cleaning, basic cleaning, upholstery, wood, move in, move out, maintenance. They do it all. And I am a happy, satisfied customer. Phillips Care Cleaning Service, servicing Trumbull, Mahoning, and surrounding areas. Give them a call, 330-219-7916. Or look them up on Facebook, Phillips Care LLC. And while you're at it, you might as well lock somebody down to do your snow shoveling, your salt spreading, and spring will be here before you know it. In a couple of days, they're going to bring the, the groundhog out, right? Absolutely. You know, they, they still yeah, torture yeah. that stupid animal and see if, <laughs> if, if we're going to have spring or not. But you, you might as well. Right. Always be lying. Be lying to us. Might as well get that grass ready, the leaves ready, get that trim with Phillips Care Lawn Services. They've been in business for over 10 years and they are professionals. Lawn care starting at $30 weekly, bi-weekly, edging, trimming, lawn mowing, spring and fall cleanup. Again, call 330-219-7916 or look up Phillips Care LLC on Facebook and they will get you right. Again, we can vouch for them because they have done an excellent definitely, job for definitely. us. Definitely. Very professional. Absolutely. What are we talk about today, Pastor Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he just took a nap and didn't know I it. just took a nap. <laughs> We are talking about spitting mad. We are spitting. talking about spitting mad. All things. Matter of fact, give me the news, not the weather. Are we even allowed to spit anymore? Or is that like against the law, like new COVID laws, the COVID constitution? I can't stand spitting. I, uh, I just can't. Especially hawkering. I coughed in church. And then one of our musicians coughed in church. And I almost walked out. He said, I'm through. <laughs> I can't take it. We're, we're, we're spitting mad. We're spitting mad. And we purposely gave this time to die down, you know, yeah. because when things happen in our world, we always have instant reactions. But now we need a more intelligent, analytical, you know, and quite frankly, yeah. it's going to be rude. You know, we're, we're, we're about to bash people. Uh, conversation about the latest famous preacher incident of what some would call bad pulpit behavior. Others would call an unwise decision. And we are not going to play the video because we don't want to turn our, our, our viewers off. Listen, I couldn't even watch the whole video. Just to be honest, I couldn't. I, it, it, it grossed me out. But if you have somebody 
who saw this video, I know you discussed it. I know you commented. I want you to like, share, tag somebody because we're talking about Pastor Michael Todd, prominent pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And everyone saw this video of this wonderful, wonderful preacher, wonderful ministry. But this young man, vibrant, hip, uh, very impactful in our culture right now, rub not just his spit, but a, a hawking mucus. I'm about to lose Jeff. <laughs> I'm about to lose Jeff. A a a a. Shabbat The brother cleared his throat. He cleared his throat twice. That's what we should have named it. Right. Let me Let clear, me clear my, my throat. throat. <laughs> we missed out on a golden opportunity here, fellas. But we'll have to live with this. We'll have to live with this. And the brother proceeded to rub it on another brother's face. It was the anointment. As a display of Jesus healing a blind man by rubbing spit on his face. And there are two accounts, one in which he makes mud mm-hmm. out of clay with spit, and another one that tends and depends on your interpretation of what version you read, where he directly puts spit on the man's scaly eyes right, right. of sort. Uh, there was a lot to be said about that, and a lot blew up about that, Pastor Jeff, a lot. And right away, the first instinct of everybody was you. Disgusted. Disgusted. Well, you know, I think when... That, that was instant. It was instant. I, I think the first thing we, we, we must mention, and, you know, no disrespect to Pastor Michael Todd. He is very, like you say, he's very a phenomenal preacher. He's very impactful. Is that this was just... It had nothing to do with the context of the scripture. I think there was okay. So you know many. what? You you just went to level ten early. I, I had I'm to. glad you. Okay, I actually had to have this conversation. Somebody actually finally questioned me, and I was waiting on it. Okay. And actually, a young man I know, you know, asked me uh, who had attended my church and said, "Why would you say you disagreed with even the way he was using?" Because I said it's unbiblical. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Disgusting," you know, whatever. But what makes it unbiblical? Okay. What made it unbiblical, Pastor Jeff, in your view? What made it not in line with the Bible? Well, Jesus did use spit, but what was he saying, at least as far as we could see in the clip in the sermon, that was unbiblical? Well, you know, like I said, once again, I, I didn't watch the clip. So I did. I, when, when, when the spit came, I was done. So yep, I, Jeff I, was I done. Y'all, y'all know I have a very weak stomach. So I don't know what he said exactly. Jeff was Te- matter of fact, tell me what he said so I can. What so he I can. said was he was speaking of personal vision. And his essential message in that clip, at least, is that can you handle the messiness of God giving you vision for your life and people won't understand the messiness? And what he, and I want to be very specific, he was not talking about eyesight coming to you in the realm of the scriptures, which is what the scriptures right, were. Right, addressing. right, right, right. He was talking about basically like vision board stuff, like goals, dreams, hopes. And somebody I know, there are religious interpretations are a dime a dozen. Absolutely. And there will be people who will say, well, that's just the way he sees the scriptures. And, that, and, and, and my God actually preached on miracles this morning about how we can't just take the Bible scriptures and make them about anything we want them to be about. And it doesn't matter how we portray these things. The miracle was a miracle for a miracle's sake for Jesus 
divinity and 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 being the son of God and proving his power and authority. Absolutely. It was not about this guy's going to go off and start a Fortune 500 company or or realize his ministry dreams. But that's how Pastor Todd was painting it and using that spit example as more of a life dream application than the healing itself that was the actual text. Well, I, I would just add to it is, you know, when Jesus did use the spit, the spit actually didn't heal him. Well, how about he that? still had to get to Whit Lake or River was it? Uh, washing the pool. Washing the pool. But, but, that's, but it was Jesus that healed him. It, was, it, it, was, it was definitely, it was Jesus that yeah. healed him. Wasn't, I mean, when we actually but that wasn't it, the end of the story. Right, what you're we, saying. We, when we read it in context, this guy was blind. He put spittle on his face and now he looks worse than when he started. I have a problem with people using the gospels in particular, because these are gospel narratives as like self-help texts. Right, right. That's my problem because it becomes self-help. Right. And I, I just draw a line there. And mm-hmm. so when you add that, so most of us, which by the way, you have to be a certain kind of preacher to even think to yourself, hmm, that's really not what that scripture means. And that's not a direction that's even legitimate for a, and Pastor Tatum and I talk about this all the time because we both have a leader who teaches us to value and treasure the word. And we've all had people in our lives. You have Bishop Paramore. I had Dr. Hearns. We have, they talk, it matters what the scriptures say and it matters to know what it doesn't say. Absolutely. And so you can't just make something be about something like, this is bad preaching to be honest. Uh, I want to preach about vision. Let me find a scripture that mentions eyes or vision or something. That is that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. That is that is, and people do it all the time, all the time. Or find a a a, a catchy saying and try and to try find to a make text the scripture match the fit. Yes, Absolutely. yes, that's and, not and so, how you do it. And so the preacher side of us, it's not just a display, because honestly, to us, the words are more important. The words that are being said and. So those of us who are, and, and, and people might not feel, you might feel this is a competition. You might just feel we're hating it. We're going to get on that in a second. You might just feel that preachers just judge each other and what they're saying, and you can't judge the way God gives it to another person. But believe it or not, preaching and Bible study and biblical teaching is a discipline. Yes. And there are certain rules to that discipline. And just like science, there are accepted things in science and mm-hmm. in math and in the arts and in preaching and in teaching, even just reading the Bible, traditional Christianity, which he is, right? He is a he is a Christian, evangelical Christian. It works within certain confines, and some people skirt those rules for basically, uh, again, life application, self help style readings of scripture that they know will resonate with people at the expense of actually being accurate. Now, here's the funny thing. There is a text out there that has to do with people having a life goal and vision and achievements that they want to. And I often say there is scripture out there for this. It's not that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. That one you just quoted is not it. But there's a scripture out there that addresses that if that's what you want to talk about. But that's not it. And in this case, that wasn't it. So, so, So scripturally, for those that don't know, many, not all. But many pastors and teachers and those that study the Bible, even if we're just amateurs, we would agree that that is a shaky at best premise. Right. And I know we didn't come to, y'all didn't come for Bible study. Y'all came for Sunday night (laughs) service. But but it is Bible. But but honestly, one of the things that we do in Religiously Incorrect is expose you to how preachers think. Right. Right. About what we do. Right. 
And yes, we do listen and watch others. And we're like, mm, Jesus ain't say that. <laughs> Did you ever see that Amarosa clip where she was talking about Mike Pence? I see. Amarosa was talking about how, how extreme Mike Pence was about his evangelical Christianity and that mm-hmm. he's like really family values, really almost like anti-gay, da, da, da. And he would say things like over the top. Okay. It was like old school holiness stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. and she and she had a little clip and she said, mm, Jesus ain't say that. <laughs> and that's how we feel because we all, we all read the same Bible Absolutely. and we even have access to the same commentaries, the same softwares. Come on, y'all. The same logo software. The everybody logos, downloads the free version. Nobody, yeah. buys the, <laughs> nobody buys the $2,000 version. Everybody buys the free version with the free cheap commentaries, the Matthew Henry. Mm-hmm. We know where you got your references from. Absolutely. And we also know when people are doing what I would call, Pastor Jeff, pop preaching. Mm. And if you're doing pop preaching, pretty soon you're going to put on a pop show. Absolutely. And and that's that's the problem I have is that we have turned – and, and in so many cases, we've watched them all with the guy coming down on the, um, the zip line. The zip, zip line. line guy. He was, the, was he coming from heaven or something. Yeah, saying, I, I Jesus guess. Gonna yeah. come. The guy, well, didn't one guy come out on a horse? One guy came in on a donkey. I, and, and we've turned the preaching hour. One into, dude preached in a casket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know there's one guy that built a house on stage in his church for a whole month <laughs> and then knocked it down with a sledgehammer. I was there. I saw it. His name was Pastor Todd Johnson. <laughs> and but it was a good series. Wasn't I mean, it, it, it was a it was a great series. And I mean, I, I I don't. I mean, have we gotten to the point where we're turning the preaching hour into a stage play? And I I I, I think some things are good. I've watched um, Jake's do some very. You know, and I've I've preached under construction where I had yeah. the caution tape around and I had the hard hat on and you know things of that nature. But I think it it, it has to be relative to the scripture, and it, it it can't be what I like to call speculative theology. There it is, where it sounds good, but it, it's not biblical. Not and even I, close. You know, I mean, I think uh, oftentimes, you know, it definitely happens around Resurrection Sunday and you know uh, Christmas, and we you know we. So I mean, how how somebody for real? (laughs) Y'all ain't getting it. This message is not getting. I need to get some real nails. Uh, okay. So So, but 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 has we gone too far with it? I think it's just gotten tiring. And there is said Eddie Long was carried in on the throne. Okay, it's a thought that just went through my mind, and now I can't say it. Because we know who is carrying them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jesus help me. This is religiously incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I've had a change and a turn even since those, even since those illustrative sermons I did. I did a family series with the family living room mm-hmm. set. I did a house series. We did Dawn of the Dead for several years. Yes, we yes. did the cemetery stuff. I, I won't call it a conviction, but I will call it a shift in approach is that I made a decision personally. This is just me, but I am going to judge somebody else in a minute <laughs> that I just wanted to be a preacher whose words, the word, j- even the words that I use, I want to be skilled enough to paint a picture with the words that I say. And one Absolutely. of the fears that I have, and it's not just about a person doing an illustration, whether it's carrying it on a throne, Elder Carter, or the spit, or the donkeys, or the Herodian, and here's an elephant, and all this other stuff. 
I'm worried that even the stage show without that, the lights, the the the, the spotlight, right, the right, walking right. around. Could you stand flat footed and just preach a message if you didn't have those amenities? Yeah, that's that's Could what I was keep people's attention. That's what I was going to say. Yes, yes. You have to do this. Maybe you're not good enough. Come on. Well, now you preaching, Doc. Yes, Maybe sir. You're not good enough to keep anybody's attention on your own without that. And you couldn't stand behind a simple podium and simply preach the text. And I'm not it's, saying be boring. Right, right, I'm right. not saying be mundane. You don't have to be. You don't have to but be. But do you have enough vocabulary and understanding of the scriptures and relation to people's lives without playing yo, 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 whatever it is. And the same goes for us who hoop and holler. Could you give a message without a hoop? Could you give a message without a, a tune? And Can a you stand flat footed and just speak to and be exegetically sound Stay and give it. a word? And it, because honestly, I think the word is illustrative enough. If you let it be, if you let it be. Yeah. I mean, and, and don't tell me that people love the illustration. I mean, and I know some do. I know some like some illustration, but you cannot sit up here and go half your week trying to come up with this super extravagant illustration that you got to bring all kinds of things to church every Sunday and change your whole pulpit around to, to get this one point across when you literally could have just preached. You could have just said it. You could have just said it. And I, honestly, I don't know if anybody, I mean, there have been very dynamic, you know, skits, you know, very dynamic, of course, you know, mimes. And I, I struggle with the mimes and stuff. <laughs> you already know that. Uh, <laughs> we can't we can't talk about mimes without taking time going to a place. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I saw the one guy, uh, Rudy Rush, Rudy, he's, he's really good. He did like the jump rope. Illustration the double dutch on stage. Yes, 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 and he yes, jumped yes, it. yes. I, I actually thought that was kind of cool because it reminded me of Amen and Deacon Fry mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he uh, when uh, Sherman Helmsley used to jump in. And, and again, I, I'm not anti. I'm not anti illustration. I'm anti dependency on illustration. And then because pop preaching, if you do pop preaching and then you start doing pop presentation. Then it follows the pop model, which means you have to outdo the last time. Yes, yes, that's good. That's my thing. You have to outdo the last time. And then you have to outdo the last one because you saw someone get noticed and go viral. You Mm -hmm. saw some story. I mean, and it's no different than preacher stories. Everybody tries to come up with the most old school. You know what illustrations used to be in the old school, old, old school? What's that? The preacher with the best story at the end of his sermon. Yes, yes. There was a little boy in the woods. (laughs) And the little boy couldn't find his dog. And the dog, you know, at the end, the boy was me. Ah! You know, it's always some clever. You had a good one at the end of your, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't care. This is your dream. Right. Yeah. You tell me this is your dream. It's great. That, that used to be the illustration. But I think there might be a generational and maybe even a stylistic uh, gap because some of us value the gift and the art of words which what you call your homiletics, mm-hmm. the ability to paint a picture with words. And now you have, and I'm, I'm being very honest, outside of a person who you already know is a skilled speaker and preacher like a T.D. Jakes all by themselves and have seen them in very different contexts. Right. What we're seeing is a lot of basically, this is religiously incorrect, Come on, Sunday school lessons dressed up with a bunch of flash in the pan and, and fireworks. Ooh. And it's really stuff 
that my 11-year-old could tell you, to be honest, to be honest. And, and I just feel like it, I'm not against it, but those of us who value and treasure the word and have to actually worry about discipleship have been carrying the worry that we are building a biblically illiterate generation and a weak generation. And here's the thing. We keep saying people like illustrations, and I'm not saying I'm against it because I will do them. But let's just be clear. People like being entertained and wowed. Absolutely. And are we feeding that? Right. If there's a scripture that talks about people wanting people having itching ears. And I think what it does for us, those of us who literally take the time to study all week and to uh, write out this contextual sermon. And then you, you see these uh, people who come up and, it is, and it's, it's almost the same as, as somebody who really don't say nothing throughout the whole message and then hoops at the end and everybody goes crazy. Right. I don't think your hoop should carry your message at all. You know, I, I think your hoop ought to be escorted with the Holy. Thank you. And if, if it's not, then it's, it's just with some hermeneutics. Yeah, absolutely. With some actual explanation. Actual, of the explanation. I mean, when you can, when you can uh, literally talk for, 20 minutes and then for the last 10 minutes hoop and everybody falls out. First of all, I question the people who you're teaching. There it is. Because why are you falling out over a hoop? There it is. Why are you falling? I, I, I remember Brian Keith Williams one day was preaching and he was, and this was, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was at Azusa. And he was going, ah, and he done it for about 10 minutes and a whole crowd was going crazy. And he said, why are y'all screaming? All I'm saying is hamburger. Ham, that's all he was saying. The whole, he said hamburger for about five minutes and they was going crazy, but he was saying it in a hoopy way. And they were going crazy. And, they were going, and he wanted them to know, they're, they're, you know, you have to actually listen. That brother had a contract with Wendy's and we didn't know it. <laughs> he was, he was, that was the first sponsor. That was a post. McDonald's that was a sponsored sermon. sermon. <laughs> this sermon is sponsored by Gatorade. Uh, no, no, you're right. And, and so it's not a pick on one particular style and way of presenting. It is really what we're identifying is a new way of the same old game. Absolutely. It's a new way. And so we're not saying that if you're young and you have talent and you have a staff and you have staging and that, that, but what we're saying, we're not saying that that's bad by itself. We're saying it's just a new version. If you're not careful to keep it within the context of the word being supreme. And, and, and I know if we want to switch gears here, Jeff, then there come the counter arguments. And I want to talk about that a little bit because okay. the first instinct, the first immediate instinct was disgust. Then, you know, switching apart mm -hmm. the scriptural, you know, should you even do that? Does the scripture even say that? Then came after the disgust came the defense. The defense. And the defense, as it always does, but only in certain cases with certain people, mm -hmm. far outweighed the disgust. Yes, and here's yes. my problem. I said it online. I actually said a much longer thing on Twitter because I don't take everything to Facebook because I don't want to argue anymore with people and nobody <laughs> follows me on Twitter. If you're famous enough, this will be your pattern. Everybody will say, yo, that's crazy. That's wrong. You shouldn't do that. And then a larger army of people will jump up and say, y'all are judgmental. You are haters. Everybody makes mistakes. See, this is why folk don't go to church. See, da, 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 da. But it only happens if you're famous. Why can't wrong just be wrong? Why can't incorrect just be incorrect? Kirk cussed out his son and it was wrong. 
it was wrong. They made this brother out to be a hero. They about to give him a show called Kirk Cousins after, after this guy. <laughs> they was about to get his brother a show. And even after he said he was wrong, here was the most sickest thing. And, the, and Mike Todd and the others have Then we got the nerve to get on when they do apologize and recognize they're wrong and tell them you they have should, nothing you to you apologize You have no reason for. to apologize. What is wrong with us? Absolutely. If they feel they're wrong, let them be wrong. Absolutely. And it's their conviction. It's their conviction. Let them be convicted and stop adding fuel to the fire by saying, you know, you know, everybody, everybody messes up. We all human. We all listen. No, 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 no. My problem is why does the fame and stature of a person dictate our response? Yeah, because there are plenty of raggedy church videos on right, Facebook, right, right here, <laughs> where, right, including this podcast. No, <laughs> we're or right here. But I'm saying there are plenty of no name pastors and and ministry leaders caught in wrong scandal. Mm-hmm. The preacher cussing, the this, that, the other, and they don't get that army of no. They're 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 shady. They're this is why I don't go to church. They're the reason. And it's funny because it flips. If me and you were caught cussing our kids out on the phone or me and you were rubbing spit on somebody's face in a small town, in a small little church, and we called one of the brothers and we had one but 13 people in our church and we did that, we would be mud and would never recover. But if you have a big enough stage and if you have enough fans, and I'll be honest, I've said this before on this show, and the people crushing on you. Because mm. it's usually almost always females that create this army of defense, then you will be defended almost as if you never did any wrong in the first place. And that to me is a true hypocritical instance to me personally, because if something would be wrong, ask yourself, I said this about, I said this to a friend about January 6th when, and he was a white conservative friend. And of course he was downplaying it. Right. And I said, if the people you dislike the most were the ones climbing those walls and breaking down those doors, what would you call that event? And I said, that's what you should call it right now. So if the guy down the street, if the, if the, if the, if the preacher that you already got shaky feelings about the minister, or you don't have that high regard for, if they were the ones that did this, if they were the ones that had that display online and it wasn't some fancy video in a nice big church with, Lots of people. And it was some little shaky camcorder of a guy doing it. How would you feel about it? And why is it that prestige and prominence? How are we any different from the world when we do just like the world and we let popularity determine whether something is worth defending or not? Here, here's the second point I want to just lay on you. When we say things well, like. Let me, let me, before ahead, you, before, ahead, you, before, you, before you go to the second point, let me let me just because I have a problem because I don't believe in. Y'all can call me wrong. Y'all can y'all can say I'm wrong. When they come on and say that's the reason I don't go to church, you're, you're lying. You wasn't going anyway. You wasn't gonna go. You wasn't going anyway. You have found a reason in this man's method of madness, whatever it but was. It's not even the reason. It's, it's, it's not just the reason. To say. It's not the reason. You just you just found some another another excuse. You weren't going to church before this guy started spitting on people, <laughs> and, and you you just found another excuse. Of why you're not going to, yeah. why you're not going to go. I'll so be honest, ahead. that whole phrase is just like clout chasing at this point. Absolutely. This is this is why I don't go to church. It's one of those instant give me 50 likes on Facebook. 
Yeah, it's a conversation. This is starter. why I don't go to church. It's like it's gonna I'm grab. Sorry. It's gonna grab every it, other every, every other, other hater, every other hater that of doesn't church. like church. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but here's the second point I have, and I I made this point in long, and this might be a little wonky for y'all, but nobody watches this show anyway. So here, we go. <laughs> uh, except all the millions of people who are sponsoring our sponsors. <laughs> uh, no, for real, I think we have that argument wrong. Which argument? That if we call out someone for doing wrong, saying wrong, behaving wrong, doing wrong in the pulpit or whatever, and of course, prominent person we're defending, that if we call that out, that that's what's discouraging, because that's what they'll say. See, this is why folks don't want to come to church, mm-hmm. because all you're going to do is judge them when they mess up. Number one, the average person who comes to church is not a preacher spitting in people's face <laughs> or the world's biggest gospel star cussing the sun out. That, that's The average person is not that, number Absolutely. one. But number two, the average Person isn't not coming. I don't believe, I think we got it backwards. I think that there are a larger group of silent seekers who do feel convicted about what is wrong and what is right in the world. And every time they see an army of church folk or wannabe don't go to church and would go to church and I love Jesus and don't go to church and all that jazz. Every time they see people jump up and defend wrongdoing in the church, they're turned off from the very place that might have offered them an actual change for their convictions. One of two things is going to happen. Either they realize what I just said, that if you're, if you're popular enough, you know, you're the one that'll be excused, right. but the, the lowly people lowly will be people called are, out. Mm-hmm. Or secondly, you don't really live by your convictions as a church because you're always looking for a reason to excuse it. Absolutely. And honestly, there are people who want to feel and know that the life they're living and the things they're doing, they could have been a custom person who's been treating their child like they hurt Kirk. And then they see a bunch of people talking about, well, hey, if, if you just go there sometime, then you just go there sometime and we hear worse on TV. And you're saying to yourself, I was actually starting to feel bad about this until the church told me there's nothing to feel bad about. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I feel like we're actually pushing people away. And here's how I know. There are still people being drawn to the Muslim faith. There are still people being drawn to... Uh, Mormons and, and, and Jehovah's Witnesses that have strict codes of morality and lots of do's and don'ts. And I'm not saying Christianity is about do's and don'ts, but we think that's the thing holding everybody out. Right. But there are many people being told, don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, watch, don't watch women, watch how you behave, be respectable and all that. And they are following that to a T. And we're the only ones saying, well, being judgmental or having a standard or saying something is wrong is what's keeping people away. I think we have it backwards. And it's not that some people might not feel that way. It's not that some don't feel that that kind of response is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I just believe there's more who we don't see because they don't want to get in the mix of a mob that has already told them that if you think this is wrong and you're willing to say this is wrong, that there's something wrong with you. That's just me. I feel like we're getting it wrong by calling everything judging every time we call something out. I think us as pastors, and especially this new group of pastors who are coming up, have to raise a standard, have to raise a standard. I mean, this is just like saying, you know, why, you know, I cuss at home because my kid, my kids going to learn it in school anyway. Yeah, they, right. No, that, right. that's not, that's they not heard worse. They heard worse yeah, on they TV. They heard worse on What's TV. Wrong with you? That, that is crazy. That's like, <laughs> that's like saying, come on in so I can show you what to do in right. intimate moments. Right, right. You know, because yeah. you're going to see it on you TV. You're going to see worse. <laughs> No, right. no, that that is that that is not being uh, a a a loving parent. It's not being a great example. And I think you know to what you said. The, I think the biggest church 
the biggest congregation in the world is I used to go. Wow. I used to go. That's that's the go. biggest congregation in the world. In the, I'm gonna start out, yeah, but I might get some members. I used to go Baptist church, <laughs> and I can claim the largest membership in the world. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I want you all to sound off if you're watching. If you, I want you to tag somebody, share this video, sound off. How do you feel about church illustrations when when pastors bring out props, videos? call people on stage. I mean, I've watched a little bit of everything, you know, mm -hmm. call my assistants on stage and stand in a row and I'm going to push one and see how they fall into the other one. Or, you know, whatever it's going to, you know, grab by the hand, you grab this hand and you grab that hand and play tug of war. And this is how the devil's put, you know, whatever, whatever. I want you to sound off and comment. How do you feel? Do you like to see them? Do, do you think that that's helpful? And, and you don't have to agree with us. Please disagree. I want to argue with somebody tonight. All right. <laughs> I went to a boxing match last night. I saw a bunch of people fighting. I'm, I'm amped up. It's almost Black History Month. I'm a mad black man. No, but really, maybe some people say, hey, I'd like to see it once in a while, but not every week. Some people would say, I'd like it to be a part of a sermon. It fits a little illustration at the beginning of the end, but don't make the whole thing a production. Absolutely. Some people might say, it's cool to have a little example, but don't go overboard and be all in people's faces doing weird stuff. Some people will say, have the mom before the preaching hour and then you get up and preach and then, you know, some it makes your say, sermon better. Some people will say, don't have the mime at all and, <laughs> and pass along to ban all mimes. No. OK, so I have a question. Are there sermon illustrations in the Bible? Well, I mean, we, we call them parables. That's what I was going to say. That 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 would be called a parable. What about Jeremiah coming out with the pot? Was it Jeremiah that comes out with the pot and throws? What about what about Hosea? This cat was like, y'all got hoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yes, it's, it's, well that yes, yes, that's what I'm about to say. That, I was just about to say we we have to stop that. There's we have to stop in this house. We have to stop making the title bigger than the message. I like service with little cuss words in it. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I mean, I just can't. We had to change it. titles of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there are examples of illustrative sermons. Sherry, Sherry uh, gave us some feedback. If you have feedback about sermon illustrations, whether it's an example, a skit, whatever, not not mimes. Mimes are an ministry to themselves, but anything. Mm -hmm. She says, I am not impressed with similar illustrations unless it's really applicable to the text. Absolutely. I, I, I can feel that. Yes, absolutely. I can feel that. Uh, if, unless it's really true. Tatum uh, says, Pastor Tatum says, we have biblical examples of people holding others accountable. Like Nathan, that's correct. Absolutely. And absolutely. And, and, you know, we're like, and maybe it's because of the public nature of it. It feels like it's piling on with the negativity. And I get that. And people feel the need to defend that piling on. But uh, I also think that that just creates unnecessary wars. And honestly, because we live in such a defensive culture, the defense of a thing always seems like that reactionary defense always seems to outweigh the initial. Like it was going to die down in three days. Uh -huh. That's the thing. Maybe sooner. It was going to die down the conversation. But the funny thing is, then the defense arguments come in and creates a whole nother. Now it's not us. What we have to say about that ministry, we saw do something crazy. Now it's us. You're a hater. You just got a small church and he got a mega church. And if it works, how about that, Jeff? If it works. Well, I, and I think it work. Right, well, I think that's the point. When you said that, when you asked the question, is there biblical examples? 
most of these biblical examples was backed up by God. <laughs> you know, when Elijah said no more rain, it didn't rain again. <laughs> uh, can, can I can I can I make a, a, a radical view? Go ahead. It could be argued that there was virtually no sermon illustration or illustration or act that was actually very effective or well received by the people it was being done to. It was not really done for popularity. Absolutely. Jeremiah was on, doing it on. as like a last resort right. frustration. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was doing it because he knew these people were literally too blind. Not it was too complicated. They were literally too blind. And then he got frustrated after that. It was it was it was it wasn't even about the spit. It was about the obedience. Correct. It was about the obedience of whether he would go to whether he would go to the pool of Bethesda or not the pool of Bethesda, but. But I'm just saying, after he said, and there were 10 virgins, it wasn't like he gained a thousand new followers after he told the story about the virgins and uh, the talents. It it wasn't like he grew his congregation telling stories. He explained the kingdom. But I think people think it's a tactic, you know, a tactic. And and, and we got a few more. Sister Anita said, no, I already put it up. No, I don't like them at all. Uh, Elder Carter said, no, just preach with conviction. Is there anybody who enjoys illustrative sermons or has a favorite illustrative sermon. Uh, Pastor E. Dewey Smith in uh, uh, Atlanta, House of Hope, they call it now, it used to be Greater Travelers Rest, still Greater Travelers Rest Baptist Church, House of Hope, they call it Atlanta. Uh, he does a, an illustrative sermon every New Year's Eve. Okay. Some sort of illustrative. I mean, one time he literally did one about giants and had people on stilts because he has a tall cathedral style church walking down the aisles. I mean, he's done a medical thing where he basically had like Bibles as his defibrillators, you know, on somebody. And I think if it's a special service yeah, with yeah. that purpose or in in advance, you know, we're going to do something special. It's for the youth. And I even think you're Donna the dead and things. I think that was something different. Was I, I wouldn't say it was, it was good. It was, good. It was good. But it was a production off to the side yeah. for the most part. And then maybe I might preach a supplemental on Sunday but again, this wasn't like uh, every, and I honestly learned the hard way that you don't build quality discipleship with dynamic displays. That's good. I like that. You don't build quality discipleship. You might get folks' attention. And I know that's the argument a lot of people make. Well, whatever gets people's attention. I heard one guy just say, whatever works, whatever gets people's attention. And honestly, the Bible says compel the people to come. Well, at this point, we're competing with Cedar Point. Because I can get people's attention with a water park in the parking lot. I'm being serious. And people have done that stuff. Oh, I'm going to preach from the roof of the church. And, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, you can put a diaper on and go out there and preach and get people's attention. I mean, that's, I just think we need to be cautious. Not, we need to be cautious about what we say to justify what we support. You know what I mean? Because that's a slippery slope and we need to acknowledge that. And every time we think that, well, it won't go that far, here comes a dude spitting another dude's face. So, you know, I'm sure five years ago, if somebody criticized Jump Rope Guy and said the Jump Rope illustration was too much, they'd be like, no, it's whatever gets people's attention and God knows how to convict the heart to make sure it doesn't go too far. So that five years later, we're watching somebody hawking somebody's face. And now we're like, well, maybe not. Maybe you can't trust people to follow certain constraints. And that's why we always guide people to stay within certain confines. And can I say one more thing? Church is supposed to be a place where there are certain standards of sacredness and reverence. And some things just don't happen no matter what. I like what Glenn just said. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
He said he crossed the line. He should have used water. We don't drink blood when we are. Thank you. Yeah. Some of us don't even drink real wine if that's their conviction, because you don't have to be literal with everything. Absolutely. And that's a great example, Pastor Glenn. Uh, he could have used water and just let the people know. Right. I'm doing this for illustrative purposes to use, you know, on his face. And I think that would have been a great acceptable thing. What do you think, Big Mike? But still, though, what made him think that that was a good idea? Like, okay. I heard he did it more than once. That's been done before. I heard it was done before. I mean, with COVID going on, everybody, half your church got on masks, and you just going to spit on somebody. <laughs> like, like what, what What? was you? I, I, I don't know. I'm confused. I really want to hear from anybody who has, uh, you know, a positive view. I don't want everyone to be, you know, because I'm not negative. And, and, we, and we're that. not saying we've done it. We've we, done we it. Do it. I mean, yeah. I've I'm done. about to drive a tanker to Second Baptist <laughs> next week because we're at war. This, I've done I've done a sermon entitled uh, Above the Bar. Well, I brought a weight set in and I was lifting and talked about how, you know, the more weight you put on, the, str- the heavier it gets, but the stronger you become. And and sometimes you need a... a uh, Spotter. Jeff just wanted to show off his guns. His his 24 inch pythons. Jeff Jeff just showed off his muscles. (laughs) I had a suit on, so I don't know how I was showing off. Jeff was talking like Macho Man the whole time. (laughs) Yo, brother! (laughs) Brother! (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) What did Sherry Sherry Dampier said? It seems to me that people get hyped with illustrations, but fail to get the true meaning of the scripture and fail to walk away with an ability to apply the scripture to the regular life. So I have a question then. What do we say to the person who says, I saw that sermon illustration. It did change my life. It did bring me. I mean, it's, it's not saying that it can't do it. We're not saying we're just, I think what we're saying is sometimes it goes too far. If, and if, sometimes if, if it, bodily it fluids are involved, <laughs> it's too far. It is. Okay. Can we, can we say if you are putting, if you have to put a bed on stage to teach about sex, no more sheets. It's too far. There was a white pastor I knew of, and I think they did like a sex challenge or something. Uh, perfect. Thank, thank you, Anita. She's one of our members. She says they go to Lancaster where they have the Bible experience plays and the, the sight and sound theater. Mm-hmm. I like that. If you want to see that level of illustration, there are places and means by which you can see that stuff come to life. Absolutely. Movies, plays, productions. I like that, Sister Anita. I, I like that because they're, they're, the kingdom is full of people and this is their passion. They want to bring to life the scriptures so we don't have to try to sub, you know, supplant. How many times, how many times have you seen, and I, I see it so much that I've just literally scroll past it now. How many times do you see or whether on social media the cousins of Boaz broke ass? Ass, yeah, yeah. Uh, Y'all want to ass. use your ass. Yeah, I'm like, all right, come let's it's too much. It was clever like 30 years ago when somebody first said it <laughs> and it was all now it's just stupid. You know, and again, using words that and, and, and that's why we're trying so to you be wanna, fair you here. Cuss. We're just trying cuss. to be fair here. We're not just talking about illustration. We're talking about doing anything just to get unnecessary attention. attention. I just believe that I don't need to be Howard Stern. I don't need to be a shop jock preacher. You, there are plenty of things. The gospel is offensive by itself. Right. I think we're forgetting that. 
I mean, what, what about the one guy who got up and started singing Alicia Keys, but turned it into Jesus? You know, I just. But James Cleveland did that, too. Jesus is the best thing. You know, is it uh, not Dionne Warwick? It was a Gladys Knight song. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I, I just I guess it's just a plane to the crowd. May, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. We're old because school. We're I'm, I'm, this old preachers complain. I cannot hoop. I cannot sing. So all I got is the word. All I got is the word. That's all you need, Pastor. That's all, yeah. that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Right there. Uh, no, so if if you are doing something that is physically dangerous to you or others, it's too much. Yeah. If you're I doing agree. something that would be physically dangerous to you or others, it's too much. Can I just can I say one more thing? If you are interacting with the crowd or going out into the crowd and approaching people who may or may not want to be approached or spotlighted, it's 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 too much, because everybody doesn't come to be called out and come here and and you know if I gave you ten dollars, if everybody doesn't want to be on the spot like that, you know to 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 do that. I mean, I, I I'm trying to think of, I, I'm kind of anti-animal. I'm where real so anti-animal. I'm I'm anti-animal. If, at if my you're house. involving animals outside of a production, some large churches do actual like Christmas Easter play, but honestly, it wasn't the animals that did it for me. I mean, it's ooh and ah. For I know, I know that the old school done this a lot. Come I on. know that they done it a lot, but I am anti-walking pews. I just am. And I know- I was getting ready to walk a pew. It's, oh, it's, I mean, I'm just like, okay, if you fall, who paying for this? Church if got you, insurance. If you tri- and if you fall on someone who's, you know, I just, I just am just like, I, I'm, I'm anti and I, Hey, go, you do what you do. I'm just anti it. So are you afraid you're going to break a pew, Jeff? No, I'm, I'm too, my legs too short to reach. My legs too short to go over. I, Jeff, I mean, I could jump over them. Jeff, Jeff is bitter because he can't step over the pew. I would jump over them, but I just can't. Get your two diggers just lift your arms up and lift you up over the pew. And put you on a, yeah, pew walking was a big thing. I watched people dance on tables, like step on tables. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched mm-hmm. people step on tables. I think it was Howard John Wesley had a video. It was like, I can't believe this is me. When he was like a young Howard John Wesley from Albert, I think it's uh, Albert Street Baptist Church or uh, I forget, but in, in Virginia. And it was a preacher at a young, young age. And he was like jumping on the communion table and all that. And he was like, I can't believe it's an offering table. It's like, I can't believe this is me. She said, I, I saw someone actually walk on a communion table. Oh, that's just, that's too much. Yeah, not the communion table. Come on now, come not on Not the now. communion that's, table. That's, that's, that's just way too much. You're trying to give church mothers heart attack like that. I mean, you are. <laughs> Ooh. But, Ooh. You know what? You know what? That's the kind of thing you do that's going to bust hell wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that phrase? You know what's wrong with the church? You know what's wrong with the church? We stop telling people that's going to bust, bust hell, hell wide open. open. I bet going you. Going to hell with gasoline, gasoline drones. drones on. If we started telling folks they were busting hell wide open again, I bet you they get right. I bet you. Okay, Rashad said, this is true, Pastor Todd. I know I'm right. I'm joking. But that is where the church has shifted. Performance outweighs purity now. And we have shifted this way as a, you're, you're correct. And, and, and honestly, I think there are people who don't realize that if there was performative acts in the past, the pew walking preacher, I used to watch some guys, including one who I love dearly, would, would sit in the chair and drag it across the floor. You know, like like every point he made, he would drag it across the floor. And, you know, he'd sit in the okay, chair on the okay. side and be going across. I've watched guys roll on the floor. Here's the thing, and, and maybe it's just, I, I've, I've said this to you in private conversation. 
if our younger generations who have these tools and technologies and stuff would just admit that there's simply a new version of an old thing, yeah, I'd yeah. be okay with it. But if you really pretend like you're not just doing a new school version of the old school performance, that's my problem because you actually put down the pew walker. You put down the pew walker and then you say, well, this laser light show I'm about to do to show you how the glory of God is, 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 a, is a kingdom display that's going to drop. No, you know, if, if he captured people's hearts doing that Absolutely. or got people's attention, that's what you want to call it. And you're do, at least say it's pretty much the same. At least it say is. that. that I is. think that's where I would be comfortable if we would just at least say it's, it's everybody's got their thing and this is mine. That, 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 I just me. still think some of them have gone too far. I, I you can have your true. thing, but your thing might be wrong. I think that there is a culture, and again, uh, our larger churches and our people who get more attention, and I had to say this to a brother, it might not look like it, but the vast majority of the real church, and I'm not saying anybody's fake, but the vast majority of the church is really just normal people receiving the word of God and living out their faith in smaller, less exciting contexts. And to be honest, they are, I hate to use a phrase like Republicans would say the real America, but they are the, really the backbone of what faith is in the world. And these displays that go viral, these individuals who are mega pastors or have these great, um, you know, displays that are good and their quality and what they're able to do, they really do represent a minority of how the gospel is presented around Absolutely. the world. And we think it's the majority, but Absolutely. it's not. And I'm not saying that they're not important, I'm saying that they're just the minority. Uh, pastor Jimmy Davis, my buddy, uh, just became pastor at Morgandale Church the Nazarene here in mm -hmm. Warren. Love you, man. He said, if we keep attracting people with carnal means, we have to keep them. With carnal means. That's it. We said it earlier. Right on target. If we have to attract, what, what do you do? And, 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 here, and here's the thing. Good point, Dave, uh, Jimmy. How long can you keep them when the lights go out? That's it. I'm That's not being it. funny and I'm not trying to be compared. I'm not trying to be compared. I'm really not trying to be comparative. But if all the new school stuff went away in the tools, we have some lights up in our church and we have the streaming and we have, I've got colored lights. We have things, you know, I've done the, I've done the video skits. I use social media really well. We do all those things, but I'm going to be very honest. And, and I'm, I'm saying this, please hear me. And, and somebody might take this the wrong way. If I didn't have any of this, I'd still have a ministry and still have a church. Absolutely. And people would be coming to it. Absolutely. I can't say the same about everyone who thrives off the performance. And you and I witnessed it recently, and I don't mind saying it, but you can tell people who thrive off the performance because they don't participate when they're not performing. Come on. Come on. Say it. Say it. Say it. You can say tell it. the people who thrive off performance because the people on stage who were the performers, don't participate when they're not performing. Mm -hmm. And the people who were being entertained cease to be engaged when the entertainment ceases. Yes, yes. Let's yes. just be clear about that. Yes, and yes. And stop telling me. And I'm sorry, I'm sick of, that I just saw, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant before we close. I just read an article, and we can share it on our page, that said that the vast majority of Christians in America do not need sermons to be shorter. Yeah, I, yeah, I read it. Yes, yes, yes. And even some people I love and some ministers we respect in this city said, you got to keep your sermons of 20 minutes and you, if it's not, da, 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 if it's not, that's not, we're saying, we're limiting ourselves and saying stuff to each other. 
based off of what three or four folk, like you said, that don't go to church anyway, mm-hmm. name me somebody who really stopped going to church. I mean, for real, for real, who was an actual devoted person. And then name me somebody who said, I started going because he was only 15 minutes. Nobody. What I'm saying is we create artificial standards. And then because that's us, because it's not my fault you ain't got 30 minutes worth of talking about the Bible. That's what it is. It's that's not what my it fault is. you ain't got that's to say is. about you, the you, text. You, that's all you got. That's all you got. It's not my fault, you know, but I'm not saying that. And by the way, let's get off this idea that everything that concerns church is supposed to be exciting and entertaining. You like totally ignore a lot of scriptures that most of people didn't want to hear and walked away from. Mm. Paul put a dude to sleep. (laughs) He fell off the And he's our hero. (laughs) Paul literally put a dude to sleep and killed him. Uticus. 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 Right. So Uticus. Now, I'll be like, y'all ain't gonna die. <laughs> if you fall over, you're only hitting the flow. But I'm just saying, my problem, and I'm I'm I love all the new stuff we have. I'm implementing it in our church, but I, I'm striving to not be held captive to it. That that's me, man. That, that that's me. Post your disagreement. You know, let us know that uh, are we haters on on people who got. Well, uh, I mean, we'll we'll get to inboxes. We'll get to inboxes after the show. They ain't gonna post it up, you know, because they don't want to. They definitely don't want to argue with you. But um, welcome to Haterade One Hundred and One. <laughs> don't need no hateration in honor of Mary J. Blige. So yeah, no, no, but I, no, I mean, I, I don't mind it. And I, and again, I respect always of getting the gospel out. Uh, do you see yourself doing any illustrative sermons? You know. I, I I mean, I really, I haven't done one since I've been at Progressive. So okay, I don't, let's talk about that. Let's just be honest. We're honest enough to say that with respect to how useful illustrative sermons can be, they don't fit in every ministry context. That's that's true. That's true. That is I mean, some of us true. are trying to do stuff and we still in, and come on, we're both in that. I mean, we've changed our stage around a little bit. You know, we changed our pulpit around a little bit, but let's just be clear. We, we're in the same context. Pool pit, three chairs. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm illustrating, how to fall over and trip over myself because all these speakers and mics and, you know, we got five feet between the front view and the, what am I illustrating? It's just, like, and then it's, it's, for it. it's also your crowd. They don't want to see that. Yeah, my, my crowd don't want to see um, me <laughs> doing flips and, you know, Jump rope. You know, doing a soldier boy. They call it a meeting yeah, right now. The they call it. They call it a meeting right now. Right, <laughs> right now. We'll right see now. you after church. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think there's value to it. I've used video clips. I've used things that enhance the service. And sometimes it is. We're not. We're not opposed to having fun and lighthearted moments and illustrating what we're talking about. I used a five heartbeats clip in church one time. Okay. Little, little. I used the face in the giants. Face in the giants. Um, face in the giants. I mean. I, I, some, I think sometimes video clips are good. I mean, I used Death Row Records one time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you use Showgirls one time, Jeff? Not Death Row Records. <laughs> if y'all want to be over there be at over that there. church, don't give y'all no credit. Right. Come on over here to the West Side. After all up in the worship, <laughs> <laughs> all up in the choir stand, <laughs> singing all the songs, <laughs> getting all the offering. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you use that. That's my crowd, man. I got Death Row Church. I got Death Row. I mean, Sister Nita is like Dr. Dre's number one fan. <laughs> that is too. She's gonna get me. She's gonna punch me when she sees me. But but you know, I think it's all love. It's already blown over. Nobody even knows who Mike Todd is again. 
And he probably has more followers now. I bet oh, you definitely, more. definitely, definitely. I said at the beginning, even though he might not have wanted all to blow up, he got what he wanted. And I think that regardless of criticism, people that are striving for that get what they want because all attention. Yeah, I, and I'm sure he didn't lose any members over it. You know, people who love him, love him. People, people, he might, like you said, he might have gained a few. Man, listen, Tulsa is where Carlton Pearson was preaching, so it's kind of hard to lose members <laughs> in Tulsa. I like Carlton Pearson. I like him too. I like Carlton Pearson, though. But he kind of looks like the devil to me now. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Sister Nita said, said she is not Dr. Dre's number one fan. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Sister Anita does not listen to gangster rap, no matter what she says. No, she doesn't. Not for real. But yeah, I mean, Tulsa is, you know, it's known for their wacky preachers. Maybe we can get Carlton on here. We probably could now. <laughs> she said, I don't know who he is. Just watch the Super Bowl. Just watch the Super Bowl. Ask, ask Big John. He's got some tracks. Big John. Uh, he's got some tracks. But no, uh, it, it, with, 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 it's all love. Is blown over. And you know what? There have probably been 15 to 20 fresh videos on Church of Laugh sites or whatever that we've all cracked up about. And it'll always be something new. Yeah, so. that's, some, some, some will come out next week. We could probably do a show on these type of things every, every week. Because somebody going somebody gonna to do something else crazy. Absolutely. We just hope that, you know, it doesn't go too far. So all of you watching, if you want to post your... Uh, Carlton would be on your show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet him. I'm gonna tweet him and say because he would probably be drawn to a show called Religiously Incorrect. Absolutely. We're gonna work on it. I'm gonna tweet him tonight. See if he'd like to be on our show because I loved his albums. Wonder how long he was faking that Holy Ghost on the Zeus. He's not gonna be on this show. <laughs> not after that comment because that because he was still doing it after he had changed beliefs. So I just wonder, like, at what point was he just like, let me get this check. I wonder at what point he started uh, uh, putting money in a Beijing. Uh, Listen, <laughs> see, okay. So we're going to edit this podcast and then invite Bishop Carlton Pearson to join us online. But uh, listen, if you have comments, if you have uh, pro or con sermon illustrations, you can always leave comments after the show is over. Send us an email to religiouslyincorrectpodcast.com. And by the way, if you have a meme of the week, you can send it to religiouslyincorrectpodcast.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, we're getting ready to release a new sponsor model as we grow and develop our podcast. We are building our audience. Uh, We already have a great uh, foundation and base that we're reaching out to and that watch and listen. Absolutely. Uh, And so they will hear and and see. And so, hey. If you're interested in being a sponsor, we got somebody already lined up. So you're going to hear some new voices and some new faces, some new businesses from our community and the nation that will be advertising. So if you want to be a part of that, check us out at religiouslyincorrectpodcast.com. Big Mike, you got any? Speaking of sponsors. Speaking of sponsors. <laughs> go you ahead. don't want to do it? Nah. Phillips Care Training are the owners of High Street Fitness in Cortland. They are part of the Phillips Care family of businesses. Mike will get you right. That's my, that's my, not, not Big Mike over here. The actual fit Mike. Mike Phillips will get you right at Phillips Care Training, High Street Fitness in Cortland. Check him out. Phillips Care Training on Facebook. He will take care of you. Get your body ready, your beach body ready. He's one of our sponsors, and we thank him very much and the entire Phillips Care family of businesses. 
Big Mike. What's See, up? this is the difference between Pastor Todd and I. See, this is why he don't use no notes when he preach shit. And I use my iPad because he ha- just has that photogenic memory. I use my spit. Y'all, y'all had to uh, <laughs> <he used> spit. <laughs> You'd have to put something up for me to repeat all that, Mike. Right. But well, we will. We get to the teleprompter. <laughs> get teleprompter. What's happening? What's the what's the word? Oh, no. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to all of our viewers. Uh, new viewers, old viewers. We appreciate your support. Uh, for the new viewers, this is our Sunday night service every Sunday night, 8 p.m., live on Facebook and YouTube and also Twitter now also. So, yeah, check us out. Keep up the support. We appreciate you. Peace. Oh, Keith Sweat voice sounding mud. Right. Quiet storm, Negro. Let's <laughs> catch on and invite y'all to the secret garden. Thank you for all my listeners. Uh, Listen. Back out. This is the Midnight Love. Shelly from Grand Rapids has a, has a dedication to Ralph. I miss you, baby. <laughs> that is hilarious. Seriously, here comes some Barry White for your night. Hey, everybody, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe, share the podcast, post, comment, argue, debate, cuss. This ain't church. You can do what you want. But until next time, see you later. We outie. Sunday night service. Peace out.